Keep looking up, though. Believers never give up. That's the motto, bro. I be preaching where they at, warning them to repent, cause the Lord is coming back on the real. For the real and the faithful, enduring to the end, stay humble and thankful, grateful for all he's done for me. Believe in his name, watch some shackles break free. So don't you dare give up, give up, no. Press on, keep looking up, yeah. The blessing's on its way, the best is yet to come, Christ is coming back soon. One day we stayed up, cause we prayed up, one day soon we'll be on our way up. But until then, we'll keep building up on the side of foundation, never giving up, no, no. Oh, snaps. What's good? It's your boy, the People's Preacher, and you tune in to another amazing episode of the Av Podcast, where we do two things. We give God glory, and we definitely going to tell some stories. So check this out. That was a real quick snippet from my brother from another mother. He goes by the name of St. Paul. You can get him up at St. Paul Music right there on the IG. Amen. Also, it was featuring my brother Risen. Amen. What a dope song. Talks about... Never giving up, man. As men of God, as children of God, as women of God, we don't give up. We keep on going. He said that's the motto. So, amen. Big shout-outs to my brother, St. Paul. But check this out. We have an ooh, I say it all the time. We have an amazing, say amazing, amazing, amazing uh, episode for you this evening. Um, it's my brother in the Lord. His name was Brother uh, Robert. Lopez Sr., um, uh, he invited me into his home. We sat down. We chopped it up. We talked about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. Um, one thing about this brother is uh, I love his story because it's a story of uh, redemption and how God is, His uh, the Bible says his, his arms are not too short that he can't save people. And um, this brother got saved late in life, but God has been doing an amazing job in his life, using him as an evangelist, as a tool, as a uh, just a weapon for the uh, a weapon against the enemy for the glory of God. So check this out; it's going down right here, right now. If you want to listen to this audio, you can always listen to it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, or you can go to my Facebook at David Mendoza, the People's Preacher. Amen. Well, with no further ado, let's get in. All right, we are live. We just want to welcome everybody to the Av Podcast, and we're just going to give everybody a few minutes to um, join the group. Amen. You guys see who I got right here live in full effect here at Casa Lopez. (laughs) Uh, We're going to wait a couple of minutes, and then we're going to get started so my brother can be inviting his friends and family and if everybody wants to uh, start sharing, because it's about to go down, it's a it's a good time in the Lord, and um, Brother Robert's here to share his uh, story of redemption as God has taken him from the mighty clay. Uh, he is truly a treasure out of darkness. Uh, go ahead and enjoy uh, his beautiful face for the next uh, <laughs> minute or two. <laughs> Where you going to stand at? Right here behind you, to your right, right there. You got those industrial. Yeah, I, I pick up, you'd be surprised. 
Did uh, was it able to follow up on your page? Yeah, it's on. I shared it. On your page too? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I shared it. I don't know. Let me uh, check on my page. All right. We already got one share. Yeah, we got yeah. okay. We got seven people on. Okay. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So before we get started, um, we always uh, like to open up in a word of prayer. Amen. So what we're gonna do right now is I'm gonna have my brother Robert go ahead and open us up in a word of prayer, and then we're gonna get started. Father, we praise you, we glorify you, we honor you, we give you all the praise and all the glory, and we give you all the thanks for all the mercies and grace that you have bestowed upon us, and for the miracle of breath every day, and, and for the things that, that we fulfill uh, for your calling, Lord, and for your purpose, and we may slip, we may fall, Lord, but sometimes you show us uh, what it is that we need to learn through this process, and we just pray this this evening that you would touch each and every individual that's listening, uh, everyone that's out there, Brother David, his family, we we pray for uh, my family, all our families, for our loved ones, our wives, and our children. And we just pray that you lay hands on them, Lord, and that we will pray that my testimony or my words would be an asset. It would be a plus. It would be uh, uh, an investment into uh, other lives. And it's a deposit. We thank you for this evening. We praise you. We glorify you. We, and we love you, God. We love you. So faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So what we like to do also is we always like to do what I call the go-tos. You know, in times of trouble, of times of uh, trials and tribulations, when we're not feeling because we have emotions and we're human, you know, we tend to go to Facebook, uh, Instagram, comadres, homeboys. But as men of God, as children of God, we know that there's only one source, and that is Jesus. Amen. And it's through his word that we get confirmation, that we get strength, that we can pull from. So today... Uh, we wanted to share one of your go-tos, Brother Robert. What is uh, as a scripture that's dear to your heart that, that you feel like, you know what, when I'm going through that, that, that moment, I can always draw from God's word with this scripture. Go ahead and share our script, scripture with us real yeah, quick. Yeah, I, I have it here. I have one here. Um, it's, uh, it's, in, it's in Matthew. And it's in uh, verse 13, starting at uh, 3. Um, it's, it's talking about planting seeds. Mm, come know, on. It's about how a lot of us, you know, we want to plant seeds and uh, we, we want to be out there on the fertile ground. And, and sometimes we don't know how, you know, sometimes we think we know what we're doing, but we don't do it right. Mm. You know, so this this parable right here is a word that Jesus gave. And it says, then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked. The plants still, still other seeds fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. He who has an ear, let him hear. So if I may, you know. It, it Break just, it down for us, it, brother. It, it just tells me that, that uh, 
you know that we 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 can't be in a hurry or anxious especially as young christians mm. we, we can't be in a hurry to go out because we have the zeal we want to share jesus with everybody yes you know but not everybody's ready at that time and that's when we come and we we till the ground we turn it over uh we we uh, some dirts are harder than others sometimes you need a bigger machine uh, a stronger mm. you know and 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 to break ground and I, and i think as we mature we learn the process of somebody has come and broke the ground somebody has uh, uh, germinated the soil somebody has watered it and softened it and then somebody comes along and plants it and then somebody comes and waters Ooh, it come and on it, it, it has its stages its process and i think that as we go along that we we need to know uh where one is at when a seed is planted you know and i think that we we need to uh not waste the seed that god has given us to to plant because in these times and these days with all the covid and with all the the, the end time signs and, and warnings that that are they're being given the signs and wonders you know we we need to just you know plant these i mean we just need to go dump bags and barrels Come and on. airplanes you know like the fire drops on the water mm -hmm. you know we need to do that with the seed you know and mm -hmm. so um it just it just tells me that we we need to uh uh know how to plant you know Become good gardeners for the kingdom of Ooh, God. Come on, unashamed gardeners. Unashamed, Ooh. <laughs> unashamed gardeners. Amen. Well, I just want to welcome you to the Av Podcast. It's a podcast where we tell stories, and ultimately the goal is to give God glory. Amen. And tonight uh, we're going to share your. You're going to share your story, which is God's story. Yeah. You know, our stories are really God's stories. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you know with God, it's like we're His trophies on on His mantle, and um, He puts all those children that have come from the mitery clay and he puts them on his mantle to show the devil, hey, look what I got. Look what I got. And so tonight, uh, we want, I want to thank you for allowing me to come into your home. Yeah. Um, Brother Robert Lopez Jr., thank senior, you. Senior, senior. Senior, senior. Senior, senior. Junior's looking, what? <laughs> uh, but um, what do you call it? I um, want to thank you for, uh, well, thank uh, you for coming, coming and sharing your story with me. And um, go ahead. I know there's a lot of people on here that know who you are. Who think they know who you are, <laughs> but there's uh, people that don't know who you are, yeah. and so just go ahead and give us a little preview of who Robert Lopez Senior is. Yeah, well, um, um, I was born in, in Boyle Heights uh, back in the days. Mm, <laughs> in the come early on, days. Um, I'm, a, I'm a mover right now. You know, uh, I uh, work as a mover, international moving. Uh, I just uh, had a, a rough upbringing growing up on yeah. the streets of East LA, Boyle Heights, and uh, just things that I like to do right now is just, you know, be mellow, chill, and uh, reflect on uh, things that have happened in my life. You know, um, I was very violent. I was very uh, hard-headed, you know, a uh, lot of years oh. of prison, you know, and stuff like that, you know? All right, all right, all right. And one of the questions that I love to ask people because of the times is you know we're we're dealing with a lot right now. We're dealing with uh, we're dealing with economic issues. We're dealing with um, you know, uh, it's it's only obvious the coronavirus. Yes. Um, but um, we know as Christians, we go through the same things that everybody goes through. We don't we don't. There's no such thing as Christian sin. We don't get Christian sick. We don't go through Christian trials. We go through the same things that the world goes through. The difference is is we go through it with God. And we go through it and, and with different perspectives and different understandings. Um, what are some of the maybe the good things you've learned in this season of COVID-19 
the bad and maybe the ugly. What are some things that you feel that God's been showing you? Maybe some things that you've learned during this months of uh, COVID. Well, I mean, right off the bat to me right away, it, it, it just goes to show the beginning of birth pains. Mm -hmm. You know, that this uh, world is uh, beginning. It, it's been showing for many years already, but mm -hmm. no one has caught it or seen it. You know, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, these are just times of, uh, of awakening. Right here, you know, right. uh, it, it's a time of where um, people, instead of coming together, have had to distance themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so instead of like uh, embracing one another, it's like stay away from me, stay back, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a, a whole different uh, agenda that uh, I guess that they're out there doing, you know. And I and I think what it shows me is uh, not to take things for granted. You okay, know, for the little things that that uh, that seem like nothing are the big things that are making uh, a difference in our lives. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, so many people that really have died from this COVID. Uh -huh. You know, it's sad because you know you, your family can't be there. You know, so there's a distance there. You know, your family and, and uh, your friends. You know, you can't attend. Uh, uh, weddings, funerals, or mm -hmm. anything. Our kids can't go to school, you know. So uh, it's it has showed me distance, and um, I think the, the the good things that I have learned about this is to cherish those that you love and, and to appreciate them even more, uh, to be more protective for them, and uh, uh, you know try to look out for them. Uh, I think the bad things about it is that uh, um, people still don't get it. You know, they're taking it for granted as far as life and. Uh, um, they don't see the second coming of Christ. They don't see the signs and wonders of what's happening in the mm -hmm. volcanoes, the earthquakes, you know, the tsunamis, you know, things happening in places that never happened before. And so uh, people just think it's, a, what do they call it, uh, the global change or, you know, all that stuff, you know. Um, but, you know, yeah, you know, I just, uh, I've learned to appreciate more, you know, that I, those that I really love, that I have to fight for, that mm -hmm. I have to be there for. I love how earlier you talked about the urgency to, to uh, uh, the urgency to plant the seeds, the urgency to share the gospel, the urgency. It is it is it is a very challenging time for for the world, but it's an exciting time for the church. Number one, the church never closed. The building closed. The church is live and I think it's thriving more than ever. Yeah. For those that have caught, like you said, those that have caught what's really going on. And that are taking things seriously, and that understand the times, they're they're going gun ho, every opportunity. Um, how is your evangelism? How is your evangelism looked in this time? Do you feel people are more are more open? Are they're more pushing you away? Is it easier to evangelize? I mean, for you in this time of season. I, I think what a plus for me is in my job, what I do because I'm a mover and and I deal with people that have come from all over the world or going all over the world and we go into uh, condos we go to apartments we go to mansions we go to wow. mega mansions I mean you know mega mansions you know and um, and I go in there and I and I pack and wrap their homes sometimes I'm there a day two days you know three days sometimes we're there four days it depends on the size of the home yes and so as we're going along I'm a people person so I I, I, I like to talk come on you know I like that's where I'm like we gonna have a good time tonight, yeah, amen, amen. Hallelujah, you know what I mean. Somebody's and, going home. <laughs> and, 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 and I and I think that I think that with with that, you know, uh, I'm 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 friends with the persons. I'm you know make them feel comfortable, mm -hmm. make them feel like you know, hey, we got you know, we, we I've had people that say, hey, I'll be back, 
you know, and they have a million dollar stuff in their home, but they trust me. You know, you, you know? made it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they take off, they'll leave, uh -huh. you know, and, and, and I say, I got your home, I got you, you know, um, aside uh, of some tips that they have given yeah, us, yeah. but I think what's a good thing about it is that I've been able to share, you know, just whatever, and God shows me when, mm, when I, I can speak about him to certain people. Mm. Not everybody's ready for it. You just know. It's yes, a discernment. Yes. And, and I think that uh, um, uh, people, I, I've been able to, to witness and minister to millionaires, you know, mm, to, uh, to people that, uh, that think they have everything. You know, mm. um, I, I have a, a video on YouTube, so I've been sharing that with them, mm. you know. And so, you know, it, I think the, 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 my evangelism on that side, that's where I'm, I'm being used as far as that. Mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of people that, that have asked me before we left, uh, to they tapped me on the shoulder, a, a family going to Costa Rica. You know, they asked me a big old $5 million home. And they asked me if I could go in and I could pray for them. You know, and so I went in and I, I prayed for them and, you know, the, uh, I had them in a circle and, um, um, and I, and I, I just prayed. And then the, the wife, you know, she, she looked over at me, you know, and she just had this look of amazement. You could see it, you know, and she just told me, I have never, ever heard anybody pray like that. And then I looked down at the three kids and they were just looking at me like, you know, like, like an angel. Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I turned over and I looked at the husband and he was crying. Wow. And he looked over and he told me, he says, you know what, Robert? He says, you, you reinstated my faith in God. He goes, that was, that was strong and powerful. When we get to Chile, he goes, I'm going to make sure that I get my family into church. And so I prayed to God that, you know, that, that, that happened. And I had a Navy SEAL and his wife in Irvine, you know, we, we uh, moved them in. And uh, we we're moving their stuff in, and it was raining that day. And I remember I was talking, and, and you know, just going ahead on. Yes. And I had both my bosses with me in the truck that day, and we were leaving. And um, and I remember they 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 came to the carport, they waved at us. We were in the truck ready to go. Mm -hmm. And then I go, hey, I go, they want us, you know. So I got off, and and I went over to talk to them, and they said, hey, do, do you think before you leave, you could pray for Ooh, us? Oh, come on. And I says, absolutely. And so I had the, the, the little girl and the husband and the wife in, in, the, in a circle, and, and I prayed for them, you know. And, uh, and when I said amen, I turned to get in the truck, I see both my bosses were, like, like looking in amazement. Mm. They just couldn't believe what they were seeing, you know. Um, you know, I had a couple going to Hawaii. You know, we were on our way out, signed the paper, and uh, they came and asked me if I would pray for them. Wow. Know? So it's, it's things like You're going to make me cry, brother. It's, it's like that where, 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 where our light, yes, you know, yes, yes. And, and, and it takes me back to it's, it's, it's uh, an urgency to where we have to plant a seed. It's our call. It's our mission. Mm. We wake up every day with an assignment. When I put my feet on the ground every morning, I'm Come just on. tired, I'm sore, and I'm getting ready, but I know I have a mission, and I know there's somebody out there that's going to hear the Word of God. Amen. You know, I'm going to share it. You know, I'm going to teach them, mm -hmm. you know. And um, I think as far as because I had a hospital ministry, I still have a hospital ministry. I was going to ICUs, emergency rooms, to hospital beds. I was going to people's homes. I would be in the truck till 6, 7 o'clock in the evening, get in my car, drive to San Bernardino, drive to Riverside, to, to other, other, other cities. Yeah. You know, instead of coming straight home, I'm tired, but I know that these people are, are, are they need somebody. And mm. I go and I pray for people, you know, that are, are deathly ill or just, you know, just need counseling, just need to be touched or talk. And, 
It's a, it amazes me because every time I go someplace else, God always gives me a word for somebody. Mm, come on. You know, I, I, I thank God for that gift. I, I thank Him for it. You know, it's, mm. it's a blessing to be able to, to pray for somebody and all of a sudden you start telling them stuff. And they just like, how, do you, how did you know? That? Who told you this? And mm. I'm going, God did. Mm. I, I don't know you from Adam and Eve, you know. And um, I, I, I love evangelism. I love being out there because there, it's a dying world. And, yes. and we're the only life that they can bring, bring life to them. We can't save this world, but we want to teach them to learn to be saved in earthly heaven. Yes. In the kingdom of God for eternity. Wow, it's an, it's awesome because you know the scripture that comes to mind is the one that says that God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and how God takes a a, a, a man like you, from where He took it, He took you from, and He's using you, as if your past was never there, as uh you know because most people when they see you on the street, let's just be real, veterano, he's probably a gangster, he's probably in the mob, he's this, he's uneducated. Yeah. And then God says, oh, let me watch. Look what I do. And um, you're a perfect example of how God shows up. And then he likes to just show off. Yeah. And he uses this man, which is all you are is a yielding vessel. Amen. And that's what God's, uh, uh, somebody said that God, loves, yeah, that God loves to use fat people. Faithful, available, and teachable. <laughs> He's not, you, you know, you got guys that, 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 that have these great educations. They got plaques on the walls and degrees on the wall and can't and can't do anything with that. But for the little that we know about God's word and how the anointing is upon you, like the Bible says, the anointing is upon you to preach the good news. And so powerful. It just lets me know that, you know, one of the things that I, I was taught, which was wrong when I first became a Christian, is it takes a gang member to reach a gang member. Yeah. It takes a drug addict to reach a drug addict. And for so for some. But you're a, a perfect testimony that the gospel breaks it all down. Yes. It breaks every color line. It breaks every, uh, whether you have a million or nothing, because you've already been, you already proved that. that. You can be a millionaire or a junkie off the street. If Robert's walking down the street, you're going to get it. You're going to get the gospel. And that's powerful, amen. So, you know, we, I know you talked a little bit about um, growing up in, um, in Boyle Heights, East L.A. Yes. Um, Take us back to uh, when you were born. You don't got to get specific on years, on dates. But um, talk to us a little bit about the upbringing, you know, uh, the dynamic in the home. Mom, dad, uh, you know, how were, you, uh, how was it? Brothers, sisters, big house, little house, you know. Yeah, I I, um, I was born in 59. I'm okay. not ashamed of that. I'm 61 years old. All right. I lived 61 beautiful, great years, you know, teachings of the Lord. But I was brought up in Boyle Heights. I was brought up in the projects. Aliso Village People Garden, you know, so I was brought up in, in, uh, in that. We were uh, pretty much in poverty, food stamps, you know. Uh, we didn't have dad around. There's five of us you know, uh, were growing up, you know. Uh, mom mom had to go work, do what she had to do. So at a young age, I had to take care of my brothers and sisters. You know, I had to, I, had to, I used to put a little bench, a little chair. I used to, I used to cook for them. Oh, know? snaps. You know, I, I, I remember <laughs> one time... Uh, um, uh, I had to make some pancakes, you know, bisquick, you know, add some water, stir it up, you know, yeah. not too watery, thicken it, you Come know, on. And, I, and you know, stuff like that, you know, I mean, spam and just, you know, regular, you know, the, the, the government peanut butter, the, the cheese, you Ooh, know, government cheese, you know, all the, all I'm the, government the cheese. butter, you know, <laughs> just the white box with just the label on it, Come you on. know, 
so we were bought up like that, you know, uh, and it, it's uh, something that we thought that was just normal for us. You know, we, we had no idea that it was just the tool that God was giving us mm. for later on. Talk about You know, it. God was just sculpturing. You know, we were on that potter's wheel from day one, from that minute we were born, you know, uh, in 1959 in General yes. Hospital. So Ooh, I grew up right there in Boyle Heights, right there on Soto and Wabash, you know, on, on Breed Street, you know, in City View, you know, and... Uh, and th those were my upbringings, you know, and uh, eventually I, uh, junior high school is when I started really la lashing out. Uh, I, uh, I believe probably about the age of 10, I was already in juvenile hall. Oh, wow. You know. What uh, led you to your first time in juvenile hall at um, 10 years old? I, I stole some pants, you mm. know, and uh, and then I, I just, after that, it just escalated, you know. Mm. started smoking pot real young. You know, I got introduced to uh, all the... <laughs> original marijuana yeah know, yeah not the synthetic stuff they have now not that i know mm. yeah well come on <laughs> but you know it's it, it just it, it was an introduction to uh, the society that we lived in at that time uh, i'm a 60s child 59 60s you know the hippie movement you know vietnam uh you know the war was going on at that time and um and and, and pot was going on acid lsd you know uh, and then the 70s came in and it was a whole different game, you know, PCP and, um, you know, heroin and, and all that stuff. And, and on and on and on. 80s was the cocaine and, you know, then it became the meth and the whole, you know, all the drugs. And I, and I did each and every one of them, all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, I was hardcore. You know, I, I, I dipped in and I dipped all the way. You know, I, I hung with the best of them, you know, uh, if not outlasted them. And I thank God that I, I'm still able to talk, to speak, to use my wits, to, you know, to, to be who I am today. Because I've seen a lot of my friends not make it. Mm. You know, they either died or they, they, they went up and never came down, you know. Yes, yeah. And so uh, the lights were on, but nobody was home, you know. And mm. so um, I, I'm a miracle in that sense also. Definitely, definitely. You know? So, um. So take us to maybe uh, your 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 late teens, you know, 17, 18 years old. Where's Robert? Robert's, you know, what is your what is your uh, your life look at as a as a teenager about to step into that adulthood, you know, 17, 18 years yeah, old. I I was real wild by then, you know. I had already been in camps, YAs, you know. I had already uh, uh, gotten deep into gangs, you know. I was already you know dipping into acid, mm -hmm. uh, PCP. You know, I was I was already into you know uh, I was starting to drink, mm. not as much, but I was more infatuated with the drugs. Um, I was I was always brought up. Uh, I loved the lowrider scene, mm -hmm. the, the Chicano power, the Viva la Raza. They had the the patches, you know, the brown berets. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the brown berets. You know, the the sixties, you know, seventies. You know, so I, I was infatuated with that stuff. Uh, at 17, 18, you know, I was doing the disco thing, you know. Uh, the You know, I got into the disco scene. Okay, uh, okay. You know, I had my hair feathered back, you know, the, the, the platform shoes. We got to see some pictures. You got silk, We got some pictures? I burned those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> silk shirts. Who's the famous guy uh, that... Uh, John Travolta, yeah, Saturday night. Saturday uh, Robert night. Travolta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've had some people tell me that I looked like you at one time. My hair was all back, shirt was all open, no hair on my chest. Yeah. You know? I, I have a few, but they're, they're yeah. I keep them clean. But yeah, yeah. back uh, in the '70s, you know, I I was uh, 17, 18 years old. You know, mm -hmm. I was already uh, 
in the county jail at 18. You know, I remember uh, going to the first time in the county jail, and uh, and uh, I was in there, and I, and I would, you know, tell the guys, hey, you know, this is my first time in here, you know. And they were like, shut up, you know, what? You cut if you don't knock it off. But I was being honest. They thought I had done it before because I, I, I moved right on in. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I felt like I'd been there before, but, you know, it was my first time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that, pretty much, you know, 17, 18 was. Uh, um, how old were you when, uh, I know, I believe you have, how many kids do you, you said you have? Um, I have seven, I claim nine, nine kids. Ooh, my God. Nine kids. That's a lot of child support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in the witness protection program since. You know? <laughs> come on, come on. So, how old were you when you started having babies? Oh, man. having children. I, I was, I was probably about seventeen. Okay. You know, sixteen, seventeen. You know, uh, I lost, uh, I lost a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one my first, my first marriage. Um, and then after that, then uh, my, my my boys were born, uh, Christopher, little Robert, you know, they, they were born. And then uh, then uh, Michelle and Vanessa and Richie, you know, and then uh, when I met uh, my second uh, wife, uh, she had two kids, you know, Willie and Desiree. And I raised them from five, uh, from four to five years old okay. uh, to this day. You know, uh, and then um, I married Teresa, uh, Teresa Lopez, uh, who I love very much with all my heart. Um, she has Isaac and Brene, and, and, and I love them with all my heart and soul, and I take them under my wing, and uh, uh, and I will be there for them, you mm. know, because it's, uh, it, t- it takes a man to, to be the father, not to make. Come on. You know what I mean? To anybody make, can make a baby. Anybody can make a baby, but it takes a man to want to raise them. Amen. You know, and if they come my way, then you're 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 with me. You're you're with me. And so you you spoke a little bit about growing up without your father. Yeah. How did how does that motivate you to be a better father? How does that, um, you know, because some people say, well, I never had a dad, so how do I know how to be a dad? But for you, how important was it for you to be that man that you had never had in your life? I think I think uh, I think it, it gave me virtue. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it gave me incentive to to uh, not want them to to not be able to say that they don't have a father, mm-hmm. whether I was their father or not. Yeah. You know, if I was in their life, you know, because I, I think I, I know growing up, um, I saw families, you know, that had, uh, you know, complete families, you know, mother, father, you know, the lifestyle, the whole nine yards, you know. And I think growing up, you know, I, I learned, you know, what was crazy is because they, uh, a lot of the sitcoms, yes, you know, the Brady Bunch, you know, Good Times, you know, or whatever, you know, programs were out there. And it was a family-orientated thing. So I kind of like said to myself, I, I will be a good dad, you know. Um, yeah, I made I made mistakes. I failed, you know, but I was in I was learning also, you know, I was growing up also. You know, they, I was I was learning, you know, and, and I'm still getting better at it. You know yes. what I mean? You, you never quit learning, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think uh, um, I, I love kids. I, I love, you know, very much, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, can, uh, um, I can identify with them, with their changes and the things they're going through because I went through it. Yeah. You know, instead of saying you can't, not supposed to, you got to identify with what they're dealing with mm-hmm. and understand that they're in a place, you know, that... Uh, we pray that it's just a season, 
Sometimes yes. it's fuel seasons. Yes. You know, sometimes it'll go on for a little bit, and and uh, it drives us crazy. But at the same time, you know, we're, we've got to be supportive. We got to be there for them, loving, and still tell them we love mm-hmm. you, embrace them. Um, and I think in the long run, they 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 will say, well, if anything, you know, mom has been there for me, or yes. dad's been there for me, or he's been there for me. You know, and it takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of sacrifice to. Uh, to claim other children, you know, uh, let alone your own children, you know, um, there's no specialty in, in a certain, like, I love you more, I love you yeah, more, yeah, love yeah. you more. You love unconditionally all the way around. I love how you talked about um, that you understood, well, maybe not then, but you understand now that everything you went through was a molding and a shaping. You spoke about the potter's wheel. Um how uh, were you? A- you said your pops wasn't around. Mm-hmm. And if I can ask, did you ever meet him? Did he ever come back to your life? No. So that that how 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 would how was that uh, how was that what was that how does that you feel like it affected? Um, I I guess it um, I guess it didn't affect me too much. So I mean, there was there was times where I I yearned for it. Yeah. You know, to have a dad to throw the ball with me, you know, yeah. or take me uh, to a skate park or to the baseball games, you know, or or to uh, or to Dodger Stadium or to my baseball games, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is stuff I had to do on my own, you know, as a kid, you know. So I, I pretty much was my own dad, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it was hard because I'm the eldest. There's five of us. So at the same time, I, I kind of like, you know, had to be there for my brothers and sisters. And I thank God that that they didn't turn out like I did because growing up I was already involved in gangs and jail and mm-hmm. drugs and, and the whole nine yards and I would tell them don't you ever, don't you ever go my way, don't you ever do the things that I do go mm-hmm. to school, get a good job get an education, I would always push them yeah. you know and I thank God to this day that they they, uh, they succeeded at that. Amen Wow that's awesome you know so were you the oldest or the youngest? I'm the eldest. Oh, so the eldest so you, right, so you, were, you were a pop's before you even you didn't you were like you said I be, I was my own dad. Yeah, I think I think you know what I where I was wanted to get at with all that is that all this time you know when we're talking about the Potter's wheel, I had no idea that you know God was slapping clay on me. Mm. You know that that God was shaping me and molding me and and I think there was times I know God doesn't make mistakes. Amen. But I know that He has to reconstruct or reconfigure or, or reshape. Mm. You know, and I think that he was building and at the time he got, oh, no, wait a minute. I have to make some changes here. Mm. You know, and those are the processes of life. You know, yes. we think that once we're on the potter's wheel and God molds us and shapes us and puts us on the shelf and we get hard, puts us in the fire and then we become, you know, we get this color and we get to, you know, all right. You've been living go. on it. You've been living on yeah, it. Yeah, and you're good. <laughs> you know, but little, little do we know, but before we got to that perfect vessel, you know, um, we had to go through changes. We mm. had to go through things. You know, uh, we would crack the vessel. We would chip it. You know, uh, maybe we weren't getting everything that we wanted because we had a little hole. We had a leak. You mm. know, sometimes there, there's things that we think that we're ready, but we weren't ready because we jumped off the potter's wheel before God was ready to put us out there. Mm, so come on. that's what I meant where... You know, all this time, all this time right now, God has been shaping me and been molding me. He still is. And mm-hmm. I'm willing because uh, there's always room for change. And, and, and uh, um, 
I want I want to be the best that I, perp I, I possibly can for for God because I don't I don't I, I don't want to get to that place where God will say well what happened to all the talents I gave you Ooh, what happened come to on. my son Jesus that I gave you you know uh, the sacrifice that he did for you what sacrifices did you make for us amen I, I I'm listening to you talk about the good the bad and the ugly that that that, that life can bring from you know nobody nobody desires from the womb to be fatherless and to be poor and to that was hard you know to live in the the the, the environment you lived in and and I don't sense the I don't sense uh I'm a victim I I sense I'm a victor yeah. you know that 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 you know lord cool I went all, I went through all this and um I'm still even though you might have added to it you're saying you know what lord thank you yeah. amen and how do you keep how do you keep the perspective of you know what Amen. Cool. No matter how life, and we'll get into that when life starts hitting you hard. How do you? Because there's we can. There's all. There's a lot of Christians out there. There's a lot of positive people out there. There's a lot of people that can maintain in their own way. How does? How do you maintain this perspective of gratefulness? Of uh, of you know what? Thank you, Lord. Like it could be worse. How do? How do you keep that perspective? I think I think in, in consideration to the things that I've been through already, I've been stabbed, I've been shot, I've been left for dead. You know, I've been in prisons, I've been with the hardcores, I've been in maximum securities, I've been I've been through so much. You know what I mean? The adversities and, and and to me, like I said, growing up, we were poor. We grew up on the you know I grew up in the neighborhood, the barrio. You know, so uh, people want to say ghetto. You know, I was brought up that way, so it became natural for me for the hurt, the pain. You know, and I think what it was is that was just part of the molding process that I was going through. And I think that uh, it was just a, a thing that I thought I had bad luck. I think that I was I was a victim of society of life. You know, that I would just like, uh, I, what, am, what am I here for? I was a mistake. You know, uh, there's no reason. I, you know, I don't care. And then that's when we get involved in other you know, drugs and alcohol because we just like find no value, no purpose, no, no reason to be on the mm -hmm. earth. So you don't care. You take it as it comes. But little did I know that all that and that attitude, God was using it for a time as this, for right now. Mm. So when I go out and speak, when I do go out and evangelize, I can look them in the eye and I can tell them I understand. Ooh, and they on. will know. They can feel it. They know that you, because I like to be transparent. I like to be real. Because mm -hmm. I wouldn't want anybody to lie to me or, mm -hmm. or set me up for failure. You know what I mean? And, and I think that uh, it's, it's a good place to be, you know. Amen. So how old, uh, I'm going to ask this question and then we're going to go back. Okay. How old were you when you sur you surrendered or what I like to tell everybody, when you came to the end of yourself and then God had to come and rescue you? How old were you then? Well, the, the, the first time I, I believe um, I was about, I had to be about 19, 21 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, we were up in the Hollywood Hills. And uh, we were by the Hollywood sign, and we were up there, a bunch of us, you know, a bunch of homeboys went up there, and we were getting loaded, we were smoking angel dust. Hey, now. And, and um, I remembered that there was a big, big rock, and then there was certain rocks that, that were there, so I started putting rocks on top of rocks, and I made a stairway up on top of this big, big, huge boulder, and I got up on top of it, and when I got on top of it, I didn't know that it was like, right at the edge and the Hollywood Hills were over and you could just see 
you could just see from far away just everything was a beautiful windy it was april fool's day mm. and it was a clear windy it was windy day and i remember and the homeboys were yelling at me get down get down because the wind was blowing me mm. and at that moment god hit me god touched me it's like being it's like being in a dark closet you know and and it's pitch black dark in there you know and and just say you get a light you have a flashlight and you turn the light on all mm. of a sudden in that dark closet and the light is on you bam it hits you well that's where i was at in my life i was in such darkness and then all of a sudden god hit me and i hit this light and i i'd never forget it because i remember when i went home my grandmother uh, rest in peace i remember i was excited i told her grandma 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 i go I go, I had an encounter with God. God touched me. You know, I saw the light, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Grandma was like, you know, you've been, you know, <laughs> you've been smoking some good light. Come you on. Know, and uh, she thought I was loaded, which I was, but I know what happened. Amen. And amen. that was my first encounter with God. And and I think throughout life, you know, God was there with me. And I got into church and I went to, but I never really stuck it out. I never mm. until now. You know, uh, when I got out in 2012. Okay. Um, Let's talk about, I, I want to talk about that season that led you to to pretty much, you know what, Lord, I surrender. You know, like, you know, because the Bible tells us that two things. It tells us uh, that nobody comes to the Father but through the Son. We know that through, that salvation comes through Jesus Christ only. And no one comes but by the Spirit. And we know that God's spirit draws us. Nobody wakes up Monday morning and says, hey, I want to serve God. Yeah. You know, it's God's spirit drawing us. Right. How does that season for you look like where God's drawing you in and it's it for you? This is, this is, Brother Robert is about to emerge from the old guy. I, I believe it was uh, when I got out of prison mm -hmm. uh, in 2012, nobody would take me in because of my past. I had a lot of violence in my background. You know, family parties, gatherings, nobody wanted me around. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody wanted to hang out with me because they knew something was going to happen. And so um, finally my sister allowed me to move in to her place. And so um, um, when, I, when I came, they invited me to church. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was my introduction to Praise Chapel Whittier. Okay. And um, um, I told them, no, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm not ready for church or this God stuff right now. You know, I, I just want to get myself. I just done 12 years mm. straight and I was not ready for that. So when they would go to sleep, I would sneak out at night for two months and I go party. I get high, man, and drink and I'm on parole. And, and when they would go to work, I'd come home and I would shower and I would fall asleep. And then they would come home and I would kind of kick it and then they would go to sleep. I did that for two months. And one day I came home and I remember I was asleep and I could feel somebody in my room. You know, on my left side on the corner over here, I remember that I, I opened my eyes and there was like a, uh, it was a bright light. It was just, it was just bright to me right there, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, it was the Lord and, and the Lord was telling me, look at what you're doing. He says, you're, you're creating another web. You're not going to be able to get out of it. You know, he goes, it's time for you to come home. And it was so surreal. And it was so like um, such an enlightenment in me that I stood home. I showered. I ate. And I came back. And when my brother, my brother-in-law, my sister 
came home, I told him, I go, do you remember that time when you invited me to church? And they said, yeah. And I said, does that offer still stand? And I said, absolutely. They said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I started going to church and I would sit there. I had this level four mentality. Um, I had this high power, you know, attitude. Um, and um, I just kind of just, I went, I went and I went. I started sweeping. I started mopping. I would help clean the bathrooms. I would, you know, just do this and that. And then uh, eventually I rose, uh, I rose up in the ranks. You know, um, I was offered to uh, be uh, ordained as an evangelist. You know, I turned it down, you know, um, because I, I met my wife then, uh, which was my friend, my girlfriend, Teresa. And um, I, I, um, I ended up proposing to her at Victory Outreach in Eagle Rock. And eventually I left Praise Chapel. I, pray, I got prayed out and I went to Victory Outreach in Eagle Rock where I currently mm-hmm. go. Um, um, but it's shut down right now. So, but um, yeah, I went over there and uh, I, I, I rose up over there. You know, I, I got out of the front of one line to get in the back of another, <laughs> but God still rose me up, you know. Um, it find, he always finds a way to, to mm-hmm. use me in, in, in the sense to where like, it's like, uh, I think it's Isaiah that talks about who will go here, Lord, I am, send me. Amen. And I've always had that attitude. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, you know. Um, my wife knows that about me. She just knows that I'll raise my hand. Yeah. I'll go, you know. Uh, and I think that I, I, it's the best decision. It, it's, it's, um, let's, let's, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Say, for instance, you, you're familiar with, say, Whittier, you know, and so now you come to La Habra or you, you come into Santa Fe Springs, you know, or you come into uh, Rosemead or say you, you, you get to those borderlines. So you don't leave Whittier because you don't know those boundaries. You don't know what's on that side, you know. So you get there and you're kind of like, no, I'm good because we're, we're familiar. <coughs> we're complacent with where we're at. And I think that once we cross over and we go in, and then we start we start adventuring and we start going out then you're saying to yourself oh my god i should have did this a long time ago well th- I, I i became so curious i was the kind of guy that if you told me no can't ain't not supposed to doesn't exist not supposed to happen i wanted to know why not well can you say that 10 I, times fast w- yeah <laughs> when you tell me no can't ain't not supposed to doesn't exist not supposed to happen i want to know why not all right because um um, I was very curious about the things of life. Mm-hmm. When they told okay. me, don't go over there. Whoa, what? I'm going. When your mom says it's hot, yeah, you go. You want to go check it out. Yeah. You know, don't touch the fire. It's hot. What? Ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and I think I, I was kind of that way. You know, I wanted that on-life uh, um, on experience. You know, and boy, did it cost me, man. Mm-hmm. It cost me. It was like reaching for the rose, but you got to get the thorns getting your hands mm. in there. You know, you want the beauty, but you got to get the scars first. Wow. Amen. You know what I mean? You got to be cut before you can see the beauty. You know, so this wow. way, when people see your beauty, you got to tell them your scars, what it wow. cost you. That's my life. You know what I mean? I have so many scars, but they're all, God has patched them up. Mm. He has renovated this building. Come on. You know what I mean? He has refurbished it. You know what I mean? He has taken me from the inside out and outside in. You know what I mean? Um, and he spiritually decontaminated me so that this way I don't have in, impurities in me, which I do because I'm a human, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but still, you know, the, the 
Lord tells us to seek perfection. Yes. You know, so it doesn't mean to be perfect. He says, seek it. So in other words, he's challenging you to be better, to do better, to try. Yes, yes. Life doesn't come with a remote control. you got to get up and change it yourself. Mm. So we need to get up and do these things, you know what I mean? Amen. Instead of being a couch potato and, and you know, uh, you know what I mean? But I, I think that it, it's it's a good thing that, that I love where I'm at with Christ and, and the Lord. I wouldn't change it for anything. Amen. Um, to, you know, just to get a little deeper into the transformation of uh, the old and the new. What are some of the things that you could share with us that you you really like? Because sometimes we, I'm amazed at how we're God, what God did for me. You know, everybody has a prayer. Everybody prays and asks God for something, you know, in the beginning. What are some of the things that you feel, what are some of the things you could share with us that, that God delivered you from, that, that God set you free from? You know, just to encourage those that may be dealing with some issues. Maybe um, you talked about the prison mentality, the gang mentality. Um, you know, like maybe there's a mom out there. I don't know. What are some of the things that you, you were delivered from that God? I, I think uh, one of the main issues that, that God delivered me from too is uh, my anger. Mm. I was very, very angry, you know, growing up because I, I think of a lot of the things that were dealt to us or mm. myself and the hardships that I had to go through. Um, mm. I, I was very angry, you know, so um, at, at that time um, I, I had to learn. Um, forgiveness I, I couldn't forgive you know uh, before I got saved um, of course you know deliverance from drugs and alcohol and and from uh, um, you know that 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 kind of lifestyle yes you know that that change right there is uh, my attitude you know once I once I I gave that up once I gave that to God and I got deeper into church um, that's when that transformation started to happen my mm -hmm. atmosphere my, my wind, my, my, my change of course uh, started to change. And I was very negative, so I started to become positive. You know, so I got a negative, and I filled it with a positive. I got mm. a negative, I filled it with a positive. So I had a yard full of negatives. You know what I mean? So I had to deal with my own backyard first mm, before on. I can get out into the world. So mm. once I have all my negatives filled with positives, now I got a, a, a sack with all my my used to be negatives and now positives those are my seeds mm. those are the seeds i want to go out and plant every seed is different in a different hard ground you know what i mean so yeah you said you um you started a, uh, attending praise chapel whittier and that was sort of like you're being introduced to christianity and community and and church uh, what are some of the things that you can um you can share that were that were important in your growth because I know a lot of times when we first go to church, we live in this new life. We don't know nothing. We don't know much about God's word. We just know, hey, God changed my heart. He gave me a new heart. I got a new song to sing. Man, I'm just happy. I'm not on dope. I'm not. It's My life is cool in a sense. Um, what are some uh, words you can give to some newbies and maybe some of the decisions, some of the, the moves that they should make in I, that, I in that think, initial I process? The, the, the main To, to to be faithful mm, okay okay to to be faithful if you commit commitment means everything that's where your integrity comes in that's where your character comes in you know it shows who you are as a person mm -hmm. because we didn't have that back in the world we were liars we were manipulators we were like not to be trusted you know here comes this guy again let's you know hide everything yeah 
You know what I mean? And now when I walk into places, they want from you. They want they they want to pull mm-hmm. and draw from you because they want a part of what God has given you. Yes, yes. You know, and and I think that when you become faithful to Bible study, to Saturday prayers, you know, to church, to your tithing, you know, to your 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 relationships, whether it be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a marriage, whatever it may be, in, as long as if you're faithful and, and you show uh, honesty as as much as you possibly can. You know, uh, and, and everything else will, after that is is is, is uh, uh, will, will falls in place. You know, uh, your word means everything. You know, mm-hmm. integrity, character. You know, be trustworthy. You know, uh, be applicable, be flexible. You know, be 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 willing to listen. You know, uh, be willing to participate. You know, uh, go out of your way. Do the second mile. Go three miles. Go five miles if you have to. Mm. You know, out of your norm. Because that's the call of God. That's when you're tapping into the spiritual world. Now that's when you're 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 dancing with the spirit. Now you're dancing to that new song. You know. Now you're 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 pulling to what God wants you to do, because mm-hmm. you're going out of you mm-hmm. know. Um, it's just like the story of the, the men that the, the master was going uh, going away, and he left them all challenged, yes. know, which was money. You know, and one buried it. One uh, just just so much, and the other one invested it. You know what I mean? And what did he do? Apart from me, you know, you slothful servant, get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and, and the other one that he had, he invested, he put his money to, he goes, I know you work hard for your money. You know, and he goes, and I wanted to see that you, you got investment back. You know, mm-hmm. and we want to hear those words from the Lord, you know, good mm-hmm. job, you know, faithful servant. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of me. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I want to hear those words. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear God say that he, you know, hey, you know, I'm not looking for a pat on the back. Yeah. I just want to know that I was victorious, victorious in my race. That yeah, I ran yeah. my race and that I, I complied with what was asked of me. Yeah. You know, but it comes with maturity. It comes with growth. You know, it comes with a, a, a lot of heartache. You know, the last two years, I, I really went through some deep, deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Really hardcore. On Father's Day, I wrecked a car... Uh, 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 truck spun me out. Talk about that. Talk about that. Um, I, I was, because, com- I was let me, coming. Let's park there. Because some people be- some people are being sold this Christianity that, hey man, come to my church. Everything's going to be okay. Give your life to Jesus. You'll get everything you ever wanted and everything you ever needed. You're never going to lack. You're never this. You're never that. And then when these people actually go through pri- problems and trials that are Definitely unfair, and they're maybe just straight out wrong. They're not to be heard of. It goes. It goes back to what I said about picking the rose. Mm, come on. You know, it goes back to picking the rose. We want to smell the flowers. You know what I mean? But we don't want to go through the pain of getting to the flowers. Mm. Uh, so many times, uh, I, I was drunk, and I, it was Mother's Day, or if it was a birthday. And I remember I didn't have no money because I drank it. I partied it. Yeah. You know, and I know my lady's birthday or it was Mother's Day or whatever. So I would walk through the whole neighborhood. The dogs, I would jump fences. Yeah. I went in there. They had beautiful roses. And there were specific roses I wanted. But I, I, to get into there, I got cut. I got scarred up just to make sure yeah. I cut it at the right length. And I went through that. And I think that, that uh, uh, being a Christian does not come with a rose garden. It comes with the thorns too, you know. So those are those are. I think that when we go through things, we have a tendency to knock things over, 
to get mad, to get upset, to 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 you know like quit, you know, instead of looking for the lesson, mm. instead of finding out what it is that God's trying to show us in these times, mm. you know, we get to that place where we're frustrated, you know, we want to quit, we want to stop, you know, I can't anymore. So the first thing the devil throws at you is a beer, a, a smoke, a joint. Go back to your homeboys. Go back to what you're familiar with. Go, it's easier. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And and that's when you got to gather yourself. You got to remember what you're taught, what you were given. You mm. know, through your Bible study, through your prayer, mm. through the services. What was the pastor talking about? What was he telling you? What was he nailing into you? You know what Amen. I mean? And I think that uh, um, all that, uh, you know, it's pretty trip. So actually. go ahead and tell us the last. Two years of your life have been probably the most. Go, well, you go ahead. You well, go you ahead. Were, you were in the parking lot with one. Come on. You know, but one, one, one. I, I, uh, I was coming. I was coming home on the freeway, and um, I was coming, and then there was a the two ten freeway goes under a bridge and it transitions to the one thirty four and it comes out, and um, this truck just came into my lane. Um, so fast that I didn't have time to honk. I just had enough time to veer. And when I veered, he kept coming and pushed me into the last lane. And I was already headed to the embankment and there's a hill that goes up. So I had another choice but to turn, to, to pull in. So I pulled out and then I pulled in real quick. And I and I started to, to fishtail. And I think that I, I, I kind of like went around him and I, he clipped my back, my black, my, the back of my car. And I got into a spin. And when I got into a spin, I took my foot off the brake. And, and I, I didn't freak out. That was the thing about it. I was like, oh, man. And so I knew I had to yeah. like try to get control over it. But when I was spinning, I waited for the tires to grab. And I, was, I waited to flip. You know, I was waiting for it. I was waiting to roll at any minute. But somehow now, with the grace of God, man, I steered that car out. And I got it to go like this way. And I had went across seven lanes of traffic. Wow. And all I could see was the wall coming at me. And I hit it at, tw at 70 and miles. And you would think there would be a million cars right there. Seven, seven, I hit it at 70 miles per hour. Ooh, come on. And all I did was bruise a, bruise a rib, a knee, and a left foot. I, 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 I walked out with just a, with a, a ace bandage around my knee. This lady um, that I know, that's a friend of mine on Facebook, um, I took a picture recently when I was in El Segundo at a night job. And, and I, it was a nice office setting, a nice like uh, lobby area. And I sat in the chair like this. And then I took the, a friend took a picture of it. And then I posted it. And I said, this is what a real OG looks like. And then I go, <laughs> I go my bad. I go triple OG. Ah. You know. And, and later on, she commented. And she says, you know, can I tell you that I saw that picture of your OG self? You know. And she says, I just wanted you to know that God showed me that there was two big and then in parenthesis, she said, huge, warring angels standing next to you right there. She goes, I saw them standing next to you. And she had, she said, they had these swords that were so big, they were bigger than you. And she wow. goes, that they go with you everywhere you go, that they're with you all the time. There's been times when I, when I started, was going to church, I would catch the bus. And I remember meeting a, a, a couple on the bus and I was preaching on the bus. I was preaching, yeah. you know, and we got up on Colima at the McDonald's right there. And, we, and they invited me to breakfast and to eat. And I, oh, and I just, I'm good. No, no, please, you know, break bread with us. And so I went, I ate with them. And I could see a man sitting by on the little table by the window. And he was just, he kept looking at me, kept following me. When I caught it, you know. And then finally, we're on our way out. The guy goes, hey, excuse me. He told me in Spanish, you know. He goes, excuse me. He goes, can I talk to you? And I go, yeah, yes, sir. And he goes, hey, he says, 
you're a Christian, aren't you? And I says, yes, I am. I go, how do you know that? He goes, I just, I, I want you to know that I was watching you when you got, when you guys got off the bus. So he's, he's on, he's on, uh, he's on Whittier before Colima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the Starbucks. And then I get off the bus. And he says, I saw your friends get off. He goes, when you got off, he goes, a trail of light followed you. Woo, he goes, I come saw on. a light follow you all the way over here. Wow. And he, he says, I knew, he goes, I knew you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you know. And so this has happened to me like four times. Wow, that's you know, awesome. Of John Whittier, I had a guy with a homeless guy with a dog, and he came up to me. He goes, how did, how did you do it to make it? And I go, excuse me? For some reason or another, my car just happened to just break down. It just stopped. Maybe you need to buy a bike. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> Get yourself yeah, a bus yeah, pass. Yeah. One of those things with the cars, right? You know, like the, that incident with the car in the parking lot. The, the My guy. Lug, all lug nuts, uh-huh. you know. And I had just come from, I just come from the Victory Outreach Men's Home in, in Highland Park. Yeah. You know, I, I caught the, fi- the, 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 the Pasadena Freeway to the 5 to the 6 of I got off on Washington. Went to Walmart. And then from Walmart, they didn't have what I wanted. So I went to the Target and said, all five lug nuts busted, and the wheel went one way, and the car went the other way. Yeah, and yeah. That's when your wife came up to you, hey, sir, can you move your car? And I did. <laughs> she had the mask on. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, what? That's yeah. what you guys pulled up. So I would tell, that's what I'll tell you. I would just Let's go back to the story about the homeless guy and the dog. I, I'm going to like, I think we're going to like I, that one. I, I remember him coming to me and telling me, um, how did you do it to make it? And I go, I'm sorry. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I was walking. <laughs> Someone said maybe you should get a scooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's not even safe. <laughs> and, and I was walking. He goes, the guy goes, I was walking. And he goes, and I could see a light where you were at. There was a light around you. Wow. And he says, I saw the Lord tell me to go to the light. So the, he goes, that's why I'm over here asking you, how did you do it? And I told him by perseverance, by trusting and being faithful to God. Ooh, I, come that's, on. That's how I changed. You put that on a t-shirt. I, I have a picture of it. I have a picture of it. And it's right behind you on the on the, on the the window, on the mirror right there to your left. Wow. And, and I'm praying for him right there in Uptown Whittier. Okay. And, um, and uh, yeah, so there's been several times where I've told people that they see this light around me. And uh, so, you know, I got to do something with that. Mm. You know, it, it's a gift. You know, I don't take it lightly. Amen. And, and to me, it tells me, because remember what the Lord says, I go to prepare a place for you. You know, until then, I'll leave you my spirit. Yes. So when he, when I caught that, to me, it was telling me that God says, here, have all my power. Mm. You have the anointing. You have the power. People just don't know how to tap into it. They just don't know how to do it. Come on. You know, and, and, I, and I took that to heart. So I believe when I pray, I believe when I go, I, I believe that when I, I, there's one thing about me, I'm a fighter. Mm. I am a fighter. I'm a warrior. I don't quit. I don't give up as many times that I want to as the human part yes, of me. Because yes. we get fed up. We get frustrated. We get tired. But somehow or another, we pull ourselves up. We grab ourselves by the oreja. Yes. And we push forward. And that's what makes you to who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? People can, can count on you. They know you're not going to quit. They know you're not going to give up. You can't. You got to run the race. You got to fight the fight. You know, um, the, like I said, the last two years, I, I took a beating. Yes. You know, and somehow or another, just all of a sudden, man, I just came out of that storm. Even though it's still there, but I came out of it. I'm on the other side now. Mm. So right now, it's a, it's a thing of where like, there's kind of some familiar stuff, but it's not. 
you know, I'm in, I'm in another place right now where now uh, I, I'm seeking guidance. I'm seeking direction now as far as where God's going to take me, where he's going to put me. Because I did say, here I am, God. Hey, come Send on. Me. Yes. So I did put my hand up. You know what I mean? And to be in a tool shed, you know, like, you know, you say you have a tool shed. You go to your toolbox. You, you, you know where your hammers, your nails, your, your saw, you know where everything's at. Well, it's an honor and a privilege for me to be a tool in God's shed. Ooh, come on. Because Amen. I know that the time will come, he'll say, I need Robert. And he can send me. And I want to make sure that I do a good job with the tool that I am to, 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 do, to do that, to accomplish that. Amen. Amen. What is one of, the, um, one of the biggest lessons you feel like you've learned? If someone would say, Robert, in the last two years, what is that number one lesson that you could say, this is what I've learned above anything? This was the biggest lesson I learned. Never give up. Never give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. Because if you do, you're going to miss the blessing. Mm. Have you seen that picture on Facebook where the guy's yeah. chopping away, chopping away? And then he gives up and walks away. And then he, it shows that he's like one pick away from all the diamonds. Yes, yes, yes. It's in a mine. And it, it, he was one pick away. You know, and, and, and I don't want to miss that last swing. Mm. You know, I, I want to go to the ninth inning. You know, two outs, bottom of the ninth. Bases are loaded. You know what I mean? They're counting on you. You know what mm. I mean? And for you to say, no, I can't bat. I can't go up. You know, uh, make an excuse, you know, uh, for not wanting to. You, you have to you have to see it through because not only do you have to see it through you you you're you're not gaining for yourself but you're 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 gaining for somebody else mm, come on. my misery my pain my hurt is for the joy of somebody else talk you know, about I, it i mm. had to i had to learn that you know little did i know that i have to what i what i'm going through what i went through the things that i'm gonna go through are to benefit God's glory for other people because if that's what it takes to to advance the kingdom of God then that's what I do mm. because we're at a time now where they want to plant the chip they they want to give you the mark of the beast you know because we'll be raptured by then yeah. but that that time's coming yeah. you know what I mean and and if it, if it, I I posted something that says uh, I was given a choice you know and I chose God I go and the day will come where they're going to give you a choice I will rather die for God. Mm. I will die for him because I know that time's going to come where they're going to say, do you denounce him or do you do you accept the new world order, the new antichrist? Mm -hmm. And um, it's off of my head. You know, mm. I've been shot at, stabbed. I'm not afraid to die. So, you know, it, 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 it'll, you know, to be absent from the body is to be present in front of the Lord. Amen. So this is just temporary, you know. Come on. So are all our problems. So are everything else that's going on. It's yeah. temporary. The other day, uh, you know, some of the most simplest things are so profound sometimes. And uh, someone said uh, when they're going through a problem, a trial, a tribulation or whatever it may be, the Lord always reminds this guy. He said, this too shall pass. Yes. Nothing yeah. is forever. Yeah. You it's talked temporary. about seasons. But one of the things that as we come to a landing, one of the things that that I, I get from this interview, this this conversation we're having is is uh, endurance is and as you endure not becoming a victim but becoming a victor yes. and understanding look at lord you know lord if you allow it i'm gonna go through it you know i haven't once heard you say you know woe is me poor is me 
you know, your your thing is, hey, bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. Let's do this. I, I, if we, I, I, and you took the mentality that the enemy meant for evil, and you brought it into the kingdom, which is that fighting mentality. The Bible talks about the good fight of faith. You know, this, uh, I heard a rapper say this, Seven. He said this, this, uh, you know, this, uh, what do you say? This Christian walk ain't no cakewalk. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, we know that that this uh, being a Christian is is not easy. No. Uh, it, it, it can be easy at times. We got good seasons. But then we have those seasons where it's rock and roll. It's just toughening you up. That's all. Yes. It's and I love that mentality because yeah. if I if I if I say something negative, Robert's gonna come back with the positive. Yeah, I'm gonna fill it in. Yeah, you know, you're gonna do that. Yeah, I, and um that's probably why you still have that 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 young you're you're still vi you know vibrant, vi vibrant because <laughs> you know you're you're old. Huh? I I'm young, bro. You know, <laughs> I'm sixty one. Most guys a lot of guys your age have been mover. Yeah. And a lot of guys that have been in your place, have gone through the things you've gone through, are, are, are thinking about retirement. Yeah. And you're saying, hey, I, I'm ready to, to uh, for another mission. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go somewhere win. else. It's you know exciting. Mean? Yes. It's exciting. I've gone to, I've gone to uh, uh, intensive cares. I've seen uh, my wife and I went to uh, Palmdale and we prayed for Matt. He came out of a coma as soon as we went, we left. You mm -hmm. know, I went to two other places in Anaheim and to Santa Ana. Yes. Uh, and I and and I've seen people come out of comas. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen I've seen the miracle of God. I I've, I've seen so much that God has done that it's one of those things where the, when you say to yourself, man, I wish somebody was here to experience this with me. Yes. A beautiful yes. sunset, a beautiful wind, or yeah, yeah. A, a scenery. You know, and, and and those are those moments. And and I've had a lot of people say, hey, man, I want to go with you. I, when can I go with you? I can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because God just puts me there. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's just it's just a thing where like it's I've always done this by myself. I've always been solo. Mm. You know, and I'm not afraid to go. You know, I had a car, they told me just keep it local. I would go to Banning. I would go to where the heck is if God was calling me, God's gonna get me back. Come on. You know, and sure enough he did. And then eventually boof. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said, yeah, you should get a scooter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we want to change it up a little bit. Uh, uh, we 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 shared a lot a lot of stuff. Uh, good stuff, man. Good nuggets. Good good uh, experiences. Um, what are some things that maybe nobody knows about you? Maybe some hobbies you like, some favorite foods you like, uh, some music you like. What are some of the things that if you told me, hey, this is what I like, Dave, I'd be like, stop. What are some of the things that you like? You know, well, I, I, some I, hidden, I'm very, some hidden stuff. I'm very music, musically inclined. You okay. Know, I play congas. Okay. I played the drums. Um, I write. As a matter of fact, I had it here. I showed it to you. I, I wrote a book on poetry. Talk. Oh, okay. Talk Short about story. that. This right here is 12 years. That looks like a in, phone book. When I, was, <laughs> when I was in prison. Yeah. You know, I'll show the cover. You know, I'll show the cover. All right. All right. It's called Barbed Wire Love. Ooh, okay. You know, um, it was just just uh, stuff that I wrote. You know, I'm very I'm very verbal. You know, people can draw, people can sculpt, people can build stuff. Well, I I'm I'm a writer. I like to write. Yeah. You give me three words, and I'll write you something right now. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, Do you write for rappers? Well, not, <laughs> no, yeah. I, you know, I probably could. You know, yeah, some I mean? of those guys need. I probably got I probably got songs in there. I I know I got songs uh. in there. You know, um, you know I um I like to I like art. Um, you know, I like jazz, you know, I like uh -huh. classical music, okay. you know, uh, my oldies, of course, you know, of course, of worship, you know, I love my worship, you know, um, I like to be around people, um, I like to travel, um, I like, I'm adventurous, 
I'm very funny. I have a great sense of humor. You know, um, you know, I'm, I'm a loving person. I'm romantic. Um, hey now. You know, uh, being that as violent as I was, yeah. you know, I have a soft heart. You know, I melt for kids. You know, um, I, I, I would give, I would die for any kid, you know, because um, I know how it is to, to uh, be in that place when I didn't have anything as a kid to want and not be able to get it. Mm. You know, and it was always a dream that sometimes those dreams never happened. It was always just a poof. It went yeah. away. You know, so I think throughout life that when I did accomplish or when I did get some stuff that I wish I had when I was a kid, it was more of a gratification, not a satisfaction, you know, um, because uh, I didn't take it for granted. You mm. know, being in prison for uh, 45 years of my life, uh, not to have a piece of onion, a piece of cilantro, a tortilla, an orange, you know, to have uh, certain things that people take for granted, you know, throw it away. You know, I look at everything now with value. Everything is priceless to me now. You know, mm. it, it's a sentiment. You know, everything that's given is, uh, if it's a, a, a kid that drew something or somebody gave me something, you, and it goes back to what we learned from what was going on with all this pandemic stuff or pandemic stuff. You know, not plan. To, I like that one. To 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 cherish, mm -hmm. you know, to cherish everything and everyone that you have around you because we're not promised tomorrow. Mm, amen. Amen. So in closing, uh, again, I want to thank you, man. We've had a, we had a great time. We've been going for, I think, uh, whew, a good amount of time. I know that uh, you're you're twenty, you're forty five years old. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it, yeah, it's really hard to put an entire life, oh, yeah. especially one that's not over yet, yeah. into an hour and fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. But I, I want to thank you for sharing. We can plug the YouTube in. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Go to MOR, More Creative Films on YouTube um, and find uh, my testimony. It shows pictures when I was a kid in mm. jail, prison. Um, look for, uh, well, Limpy White Fence, full story. Uh -huh. um, and it tells you my story. It, it tells yeah. you what I went through and, and what I had to go through um, and where I'm at now. You know, yeah. uh, I'm, a, I'm a, by the signature of God, I'm a preacher, yeah. I'm a minister. I'm an evangelist, I'm a healer, and I'm a humble servant of God. You become all things to all men. Yes. Amen. And so in closing, you know, uh, I always like to do this with uh, with those that I have with me. If you just had one, if you were given just one last conversation, and God said, hey, that man at the end of the block, that, that child at the end of the block, that mom at the end of the block, that person, that hopeless person, what would be your final words to that person? What would, what would you say to that person? That, Look, at this is this is my last sermon. This is my last corner preach. What would you tell them? Don't miss out on eternal life. Don't mm. miss out on the best love that ever, ever, ever existed. Jesus Christ. You know, uh, as far fetched as it is for a lot of people nowadays to accept that name now because they're coming again. Why is it that they're fighting so much against the church's Christ, Jesus Christ? They're not fighting against Buddha. They're not fighting against Muslims. They're not fighting against other religions. They're fighting against the Church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, because he's real. You know, even the atheists are fighting and they don't believe. <laughs> yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? So I think my my last conversation to somebody would say I love you. You know, I want I want everything the best for you. My last conversation, I pray to God that will be with my wife, my kids, and with God. 
Amen. My last conversation, if I were to ever have, you know, let's pray before we go. Amen. So if anybody wanted to get in contact with you, they can go to Robert Lopez Senior. Senior. No, Robert SR. SR. Senior Lopez. And uh, on you're on Facebook. Facebook. And on Instagram, I'm uh, Heaven is seven seven seven. That's it. Heaven underscores is <clears throat> underscore seven seven seven. And um, you're open to go pray. Yes. You're open to go speak. Yes. yes. Uh, move their house if necessary. Yes. Amen. Yes. Well, again, I'm available. Hey, well, again, I want to thank you, brother Robert, for allowing me to come into well, your thank home. You for coming. Um, and um, me. yeah, what do you call it? Uh, we had a great time. Amen. Uh, one thing that I can say is I, I, I've always respected you. I always seen you as as a brother in the Lord. But the, what you what you've imparted in me, I could say is, uh, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. You know, uh, and and, and um, God has more for you. Yeah. Amen. We want to see it. Amen. Well, uh, anything you want to say to anybody who's listening, uh, any shout outs to your pastor, your cousin, your uncle, your nephew, anything, uh, go ahead. Thank you. want to, to thank anybody? The, my mom, my sister, Tish and Louie for letting me stay here to live here. Um, you know, all my family and friends, you know, those that are watching, you know, thank you for, for sharing this and being here with me. And, uh, most importantly, most of all, I, I want to tell my wife, Teresa, that I love her very much. Uh, Isaac and Brene and Vanessa and Richie and. Uh, Michelle and Willie and Desiree, uh, you know, just all my children, all my kids, you know, that I love them very much. My grandkids, you know, um, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. They know my story. Yes. They know what I've been through. You know, I was no joke. You know, I didn't mess around. I didn't play, you know, and um, I, I just want them all to know that I love them very much and that I'm here for you. And for those of you that I don't know, uh, find me on Facebook, Robert S.R. Lopez. And uh, heaven is seven 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 on Instagram. Reach out to me, DM me, and we'll get together. And I will go lay hands on you oh. and, and pray for you and, and and bring a touch of God to you. Someone um uh, commented, "You're just catching." Let me see this one. This somebody uh, said this. You're just catching your second win, baby. The best is yet to come. Teresa. That's my wife. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, again, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the to the AF podcast where we do two things. We give God glory and we tell story. And um, so you guys can um, trust the word. It, it, it's real. Amen. So the video will continue to be on Facebook. Uh, give us a couple of days and you can get it on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Music. Until next time, my brother. Thank you. God bless you. Love you. All right, that was dope. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, let me. Let me. My wife watched it. <laughs>